0: you're listening to cut the net a weekly talk show that revolves around the world of basketball whether it's nba college high school or your local rec league cut the net is hosted by a current basketball skills trainer and a six foot seven guy who had a mediocre mural career we are bringing fresh opinions to hot topics that will leave you laughing motivated and wanting more so for whatever reason you're here stay tuned because it starts right now Man, I cannot believe that we have already done five of these. Bryce, this is number five, first of all, correct? I believe (laughs) so. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Yeah, number five. We always try to do something different for you guys. We appreciate you guys listening every single week, uh, coming to you again on a Wednesday. Um, Week to week, we always have different topics. Sometimes it's going to be motivational. Sometimes it's going to be about... All sports, sometimes just about basketball. And you also can't guarantee that it's going to be for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's 45, like the last episode.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give them kind of a warning now that this one's (laughs) probably going to run long.
0: So Um, it can either be 10 minutes long or an hour long. And the reason for that being is because this week we have our very first ever guest appearance. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty Clue.
2: What's up? What's up, fellas? <laughs> for those
0: of you who do not know who Ty Clue is, he is a local celebrity. A former VHS legend for basketball, standing at about 6'9", 6'8", without shoes maybe. Standing about, what, t-
2: 260-ish? It fluctuates on the daily, <laughs> but uh, it's a confirmed 6'9", on the height, though. Okay, okay. Which is uh, two inches above... My, my friend Evan Roberts here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Glad you where, brought where that, does that up. Where's that put me? <laughs> are,
1: you, are you six? Are you six foot? With shoes. I'll, I'll give myself the Ooh, six foot. With, with shoes. The shoes.
0: When, when the answer is with shoes.
1: When you're 5'11", that's the only answer you can get. <laughs> True. That's facts. That's facts.
0: Today's episode, the reason we have Ty on here with us, we are going to be d- discussing a lot of things, uh, but... The topic we're going to try and stay on is AAU, um, the difference in how it's evolved throughout the years, our experiences, things like that. Um, So we've all had our own experiences, probably a little different. Uh, Mine's probably the least amount. I probably have hours compared to your days and months and years. Um, So we're just going to briefly explain our experiences. So mine, I tried out for Two or three teams didn't make any of them.
2: <laughs> Evans, a you experience just consists of tryouts. Just, <laughs> like when we get to tryout, dude, we got any college coaches coming to check us out at tryouts.
0: <laughs> so for some reason, I didn't get any exposure. I don't know why. No, um, I, I did get a couple of teams um, under my belt. Went to a few tournaments uh, not a lot though, not a lot of exposure at the tournaments that I was going to. Um, and what I found is that it's really, it was really expensive and the, the give and the take just wasn't there, uh, for the amount of exposure that I was going to get compared to what I needed to be able to get an offer of some kind. It just wasn't there. It wasn't in the cards. So I didn't do a whole lot with AAU. Bryce. What was your experience?
1: Yeah, so I played AAU from, I believe, sixth, sixth grade all the way through my playing career, um, which would be the end of my – actually the summer going into my senior years is the last one for basketball. Um, I played for the same team from sixth grade on. So I got in with a pretty good team. Um, we were, you know, competing in the nationals and stuff like that. Um, nowadays they have, like, the Peach Jam stuff and all Nike. We didn't do any of that. It, Really, the EYBL and those weren't even popular when I was, like, a freshman. Even, Mm -hmm. Um, but I played a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, My AU, I don't know, and I'm anxious to hear how much Ty played, but I'm sure it's probably pretty high up there compared to all uh, all, us three. You know, I played quite a bit of it. Was Um,
0: it was it the same
1: team for most of it too? all, All of them, same team the whole time. Wow. So, like players, I mean. Um. Like, did you stay? Together? We had the same starting five the whole time, but the bench changed. Sure. Um, well, that's cool. But and we got to the point where you know, like, if you AAU can turn into like one-on-one street ball, you know what I'm saying. So when you can, when you play for so many years with the same starting five, you're playing team ball. Mm-hmm. So we won lots of games that we really had no business winning mm-hmm. because we played together for so long.
2: But did you did you have the like, one of the things with AAU I think that's always real common is, like, you have the the organization. So, like, you have the the 6th grade team, the 7th grade, mm-hmm. grade team, the 8th grade team. Were you guys like that?
1: Yeah, we were the first team of this organization. It's called the All-Missouri Attack. They still have teams. They have a lot more teams now than they did when I was. But we were the first team to start it when I was in 6th grade. By my senior year, I think we had five different teams or so. Wow. Um, but we didn't do, like, the 17U a team and 17 U B team. We would do 117 17 U team, 116 16 U team. We didn't do the two teams at the same age level. Um, we just kind of had like a selection where we're only going to take eight to 10 kids and then, but we're not going to do a B team. So if you don't make it, you don't make it. Um, but the expo- exposure wise, which is what you were kind of talking about. I benefited from it. Not because I was, necess- I'm not saying I'm better, but because I played longer. Well, You probably were. So, no, I'm not hinting that. I'm saying I played longer, so I was around more. Um, we played every weekend, every tournament we could find. We played in Dallas every single year at the same tournament. So once you do that from sixth grade to senior year, you start becoming like a staple down there where the people know, okay, hey, the All-Missouri Tax coming back to the tournament again this year. They finished oh, third cool. last year or something. So they, you're kind of on the radar, if that makes sense, of good teams to watch. So coaches kind of mingle towards your court. Um, Ty, did you – play as long as Bryce?
0: Were you 6th grade on or did you start later on?
2: Yeah, it was 5th, 6th grade when I had the first experience with the AAU. The other thing I was going to ask is like, of your AAU team, how many how many guys, because we probably all played the like little league stuff, like your mm-hmm. dad's a coach, that kind of thing. How many of like did you guys uh, did any of your friends from those teams play with you or were you kind of solo? One, Johnny Scott. Okay. Uh, we went to the Actually, the
1: coach for that program, the guy who started it, came to us to watch us kind of try out. Um, He found us in a newspaper ad after our sixth grade, some kind of like league at the courts. We were in the newspaper for (laughs) winning the league or something. He saw it in there and had seen us play at the courts, so we kind of figured out where we were from. Came down, put us through a workout here at Bolivar. Just him and his son played for the team, too. Um, me and Johnny Scott, we both made it, um, and we stayed together through it the whole time. So that was kind of my running mate. You know, like, when you're in sixth grade, you, you want to branch out, but it's hard to go just play with a bunch of kids you never met before. That's
2: so huge. Like, yeah. I mean, if you don't have the familiarity, like, it's right. so... And, like, that was one thing that I think started me off a little bit on the wrong foot because, like, I, I didn't have anybody else that right. was from uh, from the town or, like, from a team that, like, the little little kids team or whatever coming up and so like that was that was a hard hurdle to get over how'd you get connected with the team yeah i mean it was one of those deals where it was a local thing like um like the area where we're from like you know it was kind of when you start out playing little league you have all your friends and then you kind of start to realize if you know if your talent level is a little bit better you know you're kind of you're kind of one of the better kids on the team uh and so you go to these tournaments and you know you see some of these other kids and then all of a sudden like you know, word gets around, uh, and so then you kind of take the best kid from this little team, and you know the other kid there or whatever, and you kind of put put them together, and, and that's kind of how I mean, yeah.
0: So, was it mainly Missouri guys?
2: Yeah. So starting out, the the fifth and sixth grade team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So mo- moving on
0: as you got older. Sure.
2: That was the so the the first time I ever even heard the concept of AAU was from one of my friends who played in what. I would have called like one of those more organization type deals. There was a uh, there was an organization called the Rockets. And So was uh, this
0: like the eighties or the nineties?
1: <laughs> when, when, when and did you only shoot
2: threes? For I the mean, Rockets? honestly, so- yeah. Like honestly, well, we didn't have the three point line when we first started, <laughs> but uh, it came around a couple years after we after I got going. Um, but uh, no, I remember. My, because uh, up until that point, I just done you know the local thing, the, the small town on a Saturday little tournament thing. Lines, you directly, know, yeah, yes. you got the you got the mesh reversible jersey yes. that your mom's puff painting your number on the back, <laughs> like just just struggling hard. Yeah. And then you get the uh, that was the, that was uh, one of the biggest differences I noticed was the quality in in uniform. Like all of a sudden, we've got a home and away jersey we've got like the alternate like like the LA Chargers we get the equivalent of the powder blues coming in yep. and i remember like the first time i got the uniform you know my unboxing all this stuff dude i think i i think i wore the uniform the whole night maybe slept yes. in it dude at that point it was like the like the real silky tearaways were, were big so we did that um, nice but uh, i just remember yeah i remember my buddy who uh, who started playing for this this rockets organization uh, he said, yeah, we're going to go to, we play at a tournament, uh, which is AAU Nationals in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And I'm like, dude, like, how do you get in, how do you get into that? You know, I'm like over here getting excited because the concession stand offers the Frito pie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, so that was kind of the first intro into it. I played for a team called the Jazz Um and it wasn't as much of a traveling thing early on for us. Like, we did the Kansas City thing. You know, we did the St. Louis thing. Kind of more of a Midwest-type traveling. It wasn't until high school that it got a lot more serious. And it became about what I think AAU uh, really, you know, is there for and the, and the purpose of it, which is, you know, in my opinion, is for exposure. It's for guys that want to be seen um, and want to play at the next level. That, that's the best way to do it, and at least for basketball. Uh, is to is to play in the summers. One of the things that I kind of and I want to hear what your intake since you played the same amount
1: of years um, is what, one of the things I found interesting is we played so much in the same tournaments, kind of like we were mentioned every other year, that like we would play a team from Arkansas and their best player would you know was good it was a post and he ended up on our team two years later. <laughs> so you're it's like. You're always getting scouted in a sense, if that makes sense. You know, we played this team. This big guy was really good. We were in need for another big alongside the big that we already had. Two years later, he's now on our team. After we had played against him, we knew who he was. Did you have any of that where it's
2: like you played these guys and then they end up on your team? Yeah, for sure. I don't know exactly if it was like that. I know one of the one of the weirdest things is like, so the high school years for me, so like you, Bryce, you talked about like, you know, the summer between freshman, sophomore, Sophomore, junior, and then junior, senior, and then you're kind of done. Right after that, um, I uh, I got on a team that were that was primarily a year older than me, and then we had a couple guys that were a year older than that. Summer between, you know, freshman, sophomore. So then those older guys graduated. So then it was just myself and uh, the guys that are a year older than me. We were all pretty well local from the same place, and then we we started adding some guys from Illinois uh, and. Uh, from the Chicago area, the Peoria area. Um, my coach had connections there. Um, and so we started having some of those kids. And so our practices even were taking place at, like, St. Louis and even into Chicago and things like that. And then by the time those guys all had – Did you go to those? Yeah, Chicago so practices. Yeah, it was weird. So I, I, to, to be honest, man, my AAU experience I, I think is pretty different maybe from – Yeah, I didn't do that. – what most of the uh-huh. comments of, like, my coach – I feel very, very fortunate to have the AAU experience that I had. So
0: let's dig into that, what that looked like, because traveling to those places for practices, let alone tournaments, you had to see some, some crazy stuff, some big names play against some really good teams.
1: Yeah, it was gnarly. Like- That's a fun topic. What You kind of mentioned the names. Really quick, this will be really quick. Who, who's the best player you played
2: against now, name-wise? Oh, gosh. I mean, name recognition at the time, he he didn't end up having the, uh, a great NBA career at all. But it would have been, like, uh, it would have been Greg Oden uh, mm-hmm. at the time. You know, he ended up having all those knee injuries and things like that. Um, you know, when Mike Conley played on his team, then they both went to Ohio State. Uh, and then, um, as far as guys I played against, there was a... a Julian Wright was a guy from Chicago. He ended up playing in Kansas, had a little bit of an NBA career. That that's a funnier story because at the time when we played his team, I didn't know who he was and he's, you know, my height and I'm just like, you know, when you when you walk out on the floor, you do the the natural like, okay, who's you got him, you got yeah, I got okay, so I'll, I'll just get this dude, whoever this is, I don't know. And I <laughs> It, I was totally outmatched, totally, totally <laughs> outmatched. I, incredible difference in talent. Uh, but it, one, of, probably the coolest experience that I ever had uh, was when we had a practice in Chicago at Loyola Chicago, the university there, um, and they were having uh, an NBA pre-draft camp. And um, my coach had coached at this school at Loyola Chicago and was able to actually get us uh, on the court to run up and down a little bit with some of these NBA pre-draft guys, um, and uh, it was—I I knew a lot. I knew a long time before that that I was never going to be in the NBA. But if there was ever something that solidified <laughs> it even more, I mean, it was just these these dudes talent-wise. It was it was pretty shocking how much of a gap yeah. there was, you know. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, talent-wise, I ended up playing I. I was probably uh, at a low D2 level or probably could have had a pretty solid career at an NAIA or a D3. I think that's probably where, honestly, where I probably would have fit the best. But
0: When you were at these tournaments, even if you didn't play against them, was were there any big names like games going on? Because these facilities, they're huge. There's six games going on at a time. Was there ever an instance where it was like, You like a a Tiger Woods on the golf course, you know who they're cheering for. Like, did you ever witness that, like hear somebody cheering over there and had to go see what was going on or it was just such a (laughs) ruckus that it took away from Uh, your game? No,
2: as far as like people that, like, again, I feel very, very fortunate for the experience that I had because like my coach put us in the best tournaments nationwide. Not at this point, it wasn't even regional. It was, uh, I mean, it was... nationwide. So just for a little bit of a time stamp, I, uh, I was coming through like in that time period in like the early 2000s. so 2002, three, four in that era. So any, any of the NBA guys that you know are you know retired now probably, but they were all kind of playing at these uh, deals. I know Reebok had a tournament in Vegas. Um, and uh, I remember uh, I remember going to a tournament in Kansas City. Uh, and uh, Tyler Hansborough was playing in it. And I remember uh, it was the same tournament that Julian Wright and his Chicago team came and played in. And uh, our game started, uh, and uh, we got we got halfway through, and I noticed that all the college coaches that were sitting on the benches had, uh, had vacated and was completely gone. <laughs> and I, I didn't really understand what was going on, but during the second half – I just would hear periodically just, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, just like, what in the world? So after our game got over, we walked over to this other court, and, uh, I, dude, it was it was ridiculous. It was probably, I mean, about every other possession, Tyler Hansborough was just hammering. Mm. I mean, just dumb. And, and his brother, I don't even remember, his brother played at Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, Ben. Ben, yeah. And uh, so Ben was on this team. Uh, you know, Tyler Hansborough went to high school in Poplar Bluff. He yeah. played on a... Team out of St. Louis, uh, and uh, just every other play. I mean, dish, you know, penetrate, pitch, hands row, spin, two hand hammer. I mean, just unbelievably gifted. Yeah, the dude was a freak. Yeah, unbelievably gifted. Man. But um, were, yeah, were
0: you ever on the good side of the cheers? Were you ever putting on a show for
2: for? Then I put on a lot of shows, dude. Honestly, again, I <laughs> like just to go back. My talent level was like. High D3, uh, low D2 is probably where I should have landed. Um, but uh, So,
0: with that being said, were you on the wrong side of the cheers
2: <laughs> ever? Well, let me just put it to you this way. I, d- I made it past tryouts, Evan, if that, oh, if that counts. Okay. You know? uh, but I, uh, we played a tournament in <laughs> Chicago at De La Salle High School. I'll never forget this. Um, playing a team out of Minnesota. This would have been my... Uh, probably my last year of AAU. um, It was in like their I don't know what you would call it their recreational facility. So there was like three courts all next to each other. We had a uh, a stands that probably you know we're we're talking you know I don't know 1,500 people packed in the stands. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, some of these big name people or whatever playing. Uh, One of the top teams out of Minnesota. We were running a two-three zone and. Uh, this kid probably a 6'5", kind of lankier um, top of the key he split the two uh, got two guards at the top and took one dribble kind of into the lane second hash and i 'm like he 's taken off and i 'm kind of <laughs> like there's no way this dude is gonna do you know anything remotely aggressive with as far out as he's left. I'm in the middle on the zone, and then I got another guy that's playing on the block on my side. The next thing I remember is basically <laughs> picking myself up off the ground, uh, as as he just hammered. the The most ridiculous part of it was the entire stands cleared. <laughs> like, I'm just talking like this is not this is movie stuff. The entire stands clear. The ref the refs cannot control the crowd. I got people coming up just like. Pushing me in the chest, being like, "Oh, oh!" Just, I mean, uh, like, just crowd control at this point. I mean, this is secure. This is a, this is a it's fire a hazard at issue. this point. Yeah, yeah it's a fire hazard at this point. Can't get the crowd controlled, and we we call the game. I don't. It, the, the game, the game, the game is over because I can't control it. And the the, the end of it, dude. I'm, dude, um, the end of it. The the icing on the cake, and the hardest part for me was. Uh, most of the team was Chicago. Well, most of the team was Illinois at this point, and I had one friend from Missouri uh, who was playing on the team. And after we had left, and on the ride home, and it was quiet. I remember he just looks at me and he said, "That's the best dunk I've ever seen in my entire life." <laughs> I mean, just you know, I don't know. What, what do you a, what do? What a good friend. What do you do? Here's uh, something that can redeem you, though.
1: When they called the game, were you guys ahead? You know what? No, we weren't. We were uh. actually, I mean, full disclosure. I mean, maybe for <laughs> no the purpose of the podcast, here. yeah, we
2: had him up. Dude, honestly, no. We played in a lot of stuff, man, where we were very, very outmatched. A lot of that Greg Oden stuff, like, I remember um, I remember being out of my element at, at that Vegas tournament where the way that the Reebok had set it up, it was called the Reebok Big Time, the way that they had it set up was, um, you know, pool play. So you play your first pool, and, and we just by chance – lucked out that we didn't have that many great teams and got put into the top pool. So our first game was playing against the number one team out of Arizona. And so it was really weird to see Mike Krzyzewski, Lou Olsen at the time coaching Arizona, God. some of these other major D1 coaches walking in to watch your games and uh, and just absolutely get destroyed. I mean, <laughs> now we had guys – I mean, we had D1 guys on our team. I mean, we had yeah. – a guy go to SLU. Um, I think he had a pretty solid uh, professional career in Australia. Um, I mean, we had, so we had a guy go to Bradley. I mean, we had, you know, top-level D2 guys, things like yeah. that. We, I mean, we weren't terrible. Right, but, yeah, sure. But yeah. it was just in the, in the l- large scheme, like these, these guys are a lot more big time than what we were.
0: At the end of the day, you're on an AAU team to get exposure, to get better, to play with 100%. top-tier guys. So part of that after AAU is getting recruited. So if you could briefly explain like did AAU work for you? Where did you go after high school and did AAU have something to do with that?
2: Yeah, man, like so if you're uh, I mean if if your goal is to play at the next level and you're and you want to play at the next level uh and the, and your sport is basketball, I mean hands down uh AAU, uh, and and I wouldn't even say necessarily AAU, but tournaments that are college uh, exposure tournaments, like where coaches are going to be there and they're going to be watching you, is absolutely imperative uh, for you to be involved in. Um, I uh, And again, that was one of the areas where I was very, very fortunate. There's a lot of organizations and a lot of teams where... It it isn't really about that. I mean, it is hands down. I there's a documentary. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called At All Costs. It's a it is about AAU basketball. And it's it would there's a uh, there was a the, the point guard for Arizona just graduated. Uh, like Parker Jackson Cartwright, maybe I think I'm not getting his name right. Anyways, you know he he's not an NBA guy, but obviously you know he's playing at Arizona. He it features him. And it has an interview with his dad in there, and his dad, and this is one of the things I'm torn about now. And I'd love to get what you got, what your guys' thoughts are on this. But one of the things he talks about is he's like, we don't even play hardly. I mean, we we care, we could care we couldn't care less about high school basketball, wow. team basketball. I mean, it is it is all AAU. We we will we will choose our AAU team over our high school program every single time because this is how you get exposed, and you know. Seen at the to play at the next level absolutely
0: and we will definitely get to that I want to hear about your um, process first just run me through the recruiting process for you out of high school like did you get quite a few pretty serious offers Uh, did you see that more so because of AAU I know you guys had a pretty good high school squad
2: yeah so I mean I think that you know most of the schools that contacted me again were at the the mid major you know d1 level uh you know and again remembering this is early 2000s that you know there's no social media uh this is all you know handwritten notes phone calls and there's not even really texts at this point it's it's all phone calls handwritten notes but yeah i mean you're you're going to run the gamut from all the Missouri Valley teams, the Missouri State, the Illinois State, the Bradleys, the Southern Illinois, like all of those in the mix, Um, you know, the Arkansas State, the Ohio Valley stuff, the Austin Peas, those schools, that's kind of where I was in uh, as far as like the people that were recruiting me. We had a – the school that I actually ended up committing to was the Naval Academy, Um, and uh, another just – Another thing that I would want to make mention for anybody who's listening to this, you know, as far as wanting to play at the next level and like in the AU circuit, like these coaches that are, that are watching you are watching you not only as you're playing the game, but they want to see, you know, what's your body language on the bench? Good point. How how do you leave the gym? What do you look like when you arrive? What's your level of seriousness? Like what kind of character are you like? they, They want to know that you're going to fit within their program and I remember specifically, and again, this is not because I have some inside intel or whatever, and, I, and I'm this amazing person. I randomly, at a halftime of one of our games, was absolutely getting destroyed by this <laughs> kid. Um, I would taken like 35 elbows to the chest. I mean, he's Ugh. just bigger than me, better than me, uh, hands down. Um, had not talked to the Naval Academy at all at this point. Um, and I remember getting my assistant coach out at halftime and asking him like, man, I'm getting absolutely destroyed by this kid. Like, what can I do defensively to try and, you know, uh, you know, rectify me getting absolutely embarrassed. And so we walked through some stuff like a three quarter front. We walked through fronting with some, maybe some help backside, just, just different things to try to throw at this kid in the middle Uh, of halftime. Yeah. Middle of halftime. And I remember my coach, or I remember the Naval Academy head coach. Uh, the first time he called me and contacted me, he said whenever he saw me do that, he said he he knew that I would fit this program really right. really well. And again, <laughs> I I did not do that like to say you know look at me look at me. It was honestly more of a pride thing. I was absolutely getting destroyed by this guy. And uh, but he said when when he when he saw me like reach out to try and figure out how to you know fix me getting just beat every single time he was like those are the kinds of kids that we want our program so Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this man these coaches are are watching everything man you have a bad game that is not as big of a deal as you getting pulled from the game going to sit on the end of the bench and covering your head with your warm-up top that is way more of a big deal like you can go two for 15 from the field have a bad game and get pulled and if you're out there cheering your teammates on and you live to fight another game, that that is going to reflect way better than if you just go to the end of the bench and sulk. I mean, that's so huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great
0: point. Uh, and bringing it back to what then you asked us about um the difference between high school and
2: Yeah, man, I want to get like what do you guys think about that? That that that's torn me like, you know, we we all played high school. It was all a big part of our lives. We all had uh Levels of A, and Bryce, like you're, like you're kind of in with this individualized stuff, like working with people one on one, like having relationships with high school high school coaches is huge. Like, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: Well, and I can't speak for like the kid you're talking about in Arizona. Was he from a big city? The the kid that you, in the the documentary. Like, I can't speak for the big city kids, who, but when you're from a a small, play, like we all played with Bolivar there's like a sense of pride. Like, you know, the kids in your school, you know, the teachers, you know, the coaches, you know, the history of that school. So you want to contribute to that. Mm -hmm. So like I get, I kind of get what the dad's saying for that kid. That's saying the exposure with AAU is bar none better than the, the exposure with high school. And it can't, and it is, I mean, you can't argue it, but as a player, like my mindset is I knew my classmates. I knew what had happened at Bolivar before me. I knew the history I knew the coach, the, the town, how they reacted to, to sports and winning. And I wanted to be a reason that people could celebrate that. So for me, if I, like, if you're saying choose between the two, it's hard because the exposure with, with, uh, college basketball, like the way Drury found me was where I committed to play college basketball was at an AAU tournament. And I think we were in St. Louis. Um, they didn't watch me. I never saw a jury coach at my high school games. And they're thirty minutes away. Too. Right. That's my that's my so but when it comes to what I wanna do where it's competing and man something with just winning for the town that you grew up in with all the people like there's not very many people here. We know we you kinda of mentioned this before, is you've been here a long time, you know everyone here.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Like that's like, one of the things that, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Like you you play with these kids like i don't know, how, what was your how old were you guys on your when you had your first team team oh man i mean are we talking like kindergarten first grade i mean yeah, yeah so like yeah. we're talking yeah i yeah. mean very formidable very early on in your life and i had guys that were on that team that basically ran all the way through high school with me mm-hmm. and you create a bond with these kids and so like to be honest with you i i found out I ended up having an average collegiate. career. I well, say, I was about to say, I had an average collegiate career. I had an incredibly below average collegiate career. I mean, I I basically rode That's the pine good. at the, the Division two level. Transferred a couple times. Whatever it it was, you know, not even really noteworthy at all. Um, <laughs> better than Evans tryout career for AAU, but uh, I guess Just the point that I'm with the tryouts. Gosh. The point that I'm trying to make is that I found out for me that I had way more fun playing with the guys that I had played with since I was eight years old, seven years old, whatever it was. That's what I enjoyed about basketball. Um, you know, everybody's different, though. I mean, there's guys that love the game first and foremost. They'll play anywhere, anytime, any, any, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, those are the guys that are going to have better collegiate careers because they love the game first and foremost, right. mm-hmm. you know. But for a smaller t- – like, we're a small town, you know. Sure. Like,
1: we're not – we might be bigger in this area, but we're a small town compared to in the In grand out scheme there. of things for sure. In a small town, when you play in these youth leagues growing up, all you get to watch, like the big league games, or high school basketball. Sure. Besides the games on TV. So when you're growing up and playing and you're playing like with you said the same group, I did the same thing. We had this core. And all you hear is these parents saying, You can't wait till you get to high school and the coach is like, I'm excited for your group. All you dream about is being able to play high school and dominate the high school scene. Like one of the most fun things I've ever done is getting to my junior and senior year be a top three team in the state the whole time with these guys that I started in second grade with and played with them all the way through. Like that's, that's joy, like that's competing, but it's, there's just something with being with the guys, the dudes you've been with your whole life. With the same people watching the whole time, and you finally now get to enter that stage where it's like, it kind it kind of feels like it matters, you know, and it does because playing at the courts in Springfield, the small rec league stuff, you want to win, but it doesn't matter, you know. Like those are development leagues. You just you want to learn the game of basketball. Like I think they should ban zone defenses and press, and you just want to you would do those to learn basketball. In high school, it's time to win, and when you finally got to compete to win with the guys you've been learning basketball with your whole life, it's just a different feeling. And, it, and you don't get that with AAU as much. Like You were kind of talking about how the exposure in AAU is, is pivotal, and I agree, but you have to be in the right scenario. Like there's, there's AAU programs out there that just make fools of themselves and players look like clowns and no one's ever going to recruit them. They think they're getting exposure, but going out there and jacking 30-footers to look good in front of scouts and missing them all the time and losing games – that's just putting you lower on the scouting on the recruiting list than what it would be if you were just playing good high school basketball. I mean, do you guys agree? I I'm mean, glad
0: you brought that up actually, okay. because AAU in a way gets a bad rap. I agree. Uh, from the NCAA mm-hmm. and from NBA players, Kobe and KG to note a couple big ones. Uh, Kobe and I have it right here. Kobe said he hates it actually, that it doesn't teach kids how to play the right way. It re- it's just like a reward system, um, or it teaches them that everything is supposed to be on a reward system, and that he played AAU back in the day, but it was focusing on fundamentals still. It was teaching people how to play together, play the game, and now it's just, you know, quote, I got to get mine.
1: That's kind of what I was explaining when I said I've been with this core the whole time, is when you're with the same five, you just start to play basketball. Because if, if I've been playing with these guys from sixth grade on, my Summer in my junior year. If I'm going out there trying to get mine, these guys are going to call me on it. Where if you just join a team for a summer, you can go out there and do whatever you want because you're never going to see these guys again. Dude, you know?
2: you've seen, yeah, you've spent the night at these these right. guys' house. You you've tried you know double backflips off the diving board at, right. at their house into the pool. I mean you you're connected on a much deeper level than just basketball itself. I I think a you. Is a is probably more individualized than uh, your high school program 100%. which is way more of a team environment I mean and just to uh, hype Bryce's high school team uh, a little bit like probably one of the most unselfish teams I've ever watched play in my entire life like to be honest with you there was not a lot of flash to their team there's no. not a lot of they they had no you know five star four star any no. guy but the the way that they were able to play together Mm -hmm. was incredibly fun to watch
1: Mm -hmm. and i like i said you were kind of talking about your team earlier i don't like to toot my own horn in a sense but just to kind of show what i mean in the different styles of play is like my junior year we were playing a team raytown south um and i don't like to name teams very much but you can find that out easily um we they were nine times out of ten they would have beaten us I mean, they—they they were Elijah Childs played for him, played for Bradley, almost beat Michigan State in the first round of the tournament this year by himself. You remember that? You remember what the lefty for Bradley? Sure, yeah, yeah. Brian Trimble committed to Florida State and ended up, I don't know where he's at now. And their leading scorer, I don't even remember his name, was committed to Mizzou. I think had some grade problems and it fell through. But talent-wise, that team, not, I mean, way better than we were. But they played a, I say AAU saw because that's what it's turned into, but a me type of game. Where like you mentioned, we didn't have any flash. We didn't have anybody going to Florida State or Bradley, but thought, we,
2: did, did your team have anybody that could touch Rim? <laughs> Brandon
1: could <laughs> <go>. I could <laughs> we could okay, we could touch I Rim. I know and
2: I partially say that as a joke. Yeah, But I just like I mean, honestly, like there there was not a lot of flash. Right. I mean but we beat we beat those guys. Absolutely and, and we, absolutely. and we did that because we played and, and this is a
1: stereotyping the types of basketball now, but it's what's turned into we played high school basketball instead of AAU basketball. Yeah. They played AAU basketball. And so when we get up we were up five with the two minutes left and they were panicking. Like what's the panic about? You're down two possessions, but two minutes, that's plenty of time, but yeah. they're jacking threes. That's because sure. they're playing an individual style where if we were down five with two minutes left, we trust each other. Yeah. We're moving. Trust that the ball, process. Yeah, trust the process. Exactly. You and know, so that's done, the type of styles yeah. where if you get into a good program, like I was fortunate enough to, and you were also with AAU. Then you can play that style while doing AAU, and that's maximum exposure. Unless no, not, you're, I will say one Porter. one
2: difficult thing that like I think True. AAU does have a challenge with is, um, you know, it it is hard to you, you have very limited practice hours because and and especially for me it was like, you know, our practices were you know on the weekends if we weren't playing a tournament and it was like we're going to three you know we're going three hours away you know we we would have practices. Uh, at Bradley, we would have practices in Peoria. We would have, you know, or I guess that's where Bradley is, but uh, St. Louis or Chicago and things like that. So, you know, being able to implement an offense or, you know, implement, you know, some sort of, you know, plays, things like that, is a lot more difficult. Right. So it, I mean, there's challenges both ways right. for we sure. We really
1: run an offense. so That's the thing. We're like a dribble, drive, and kick team. But the if you try to play the right way, you can do those. If you're trying to be all me, a drive and kick offense turns into an isolation offense. If you're trying to play the right way, a drive and kick offense turns into what it's exactly designed to be, which is a drive and kick offense. You know, um, One of the points, and well, this is one of the only things I actually jotted down beforehand, um, is that you have to kind of know who you are when you're playing AAU basketball. You If you think If you go into a game And you want to You want to always Believe in yourself I, I've, I'm i huge on that But if you go into a game Thinking I'm going to beat this team By myself I'm better than these guys And you try to play One on one ball That ham That's not I mean coaches don't like that You know what I'm saying So like And I kind of whispered This to Evan earlier But like Michael I played against Michael Porter Jason Tatum Malik Monk I played against Trey Young All these guys When I was in the AAU scene The, the young guys in the league now Um they could play that way. They could come out there and say, "I'm going to beat you guys by myself," because they could. I mean, six ten jump shooter, Mike, like we can't guard that. I just told you guys, I'm not even six foot when I don't have my shoes on. Like, <laughs> um, and so, but those guys knew that. If I would have gone out there with the same mindset as Michael Porter and said, "I'm going to beat you guys and show all these coaches what I can do," I would have made a fool of myself. So you have to kind of. I think it's really important as a player to believe in yourself but know where you're at like you you rated where you thought your level was at and you weren't sitting here saying man i could have i could have been d1 but i had an injury and i i just wasn't in the right like you rated yourself the right way where you believe you could be and that that makes you a better player when you play. i think
2: you sure
0: he would have got there eventually if
2: we let <laughs> i was gonna say I, was, I think it's very hard to you know, properly evaluate yourself at a younger age. I yeah. mean, how many of us were going to play at Duke in fifth grade? You know what I'm saying? And I'm oh, talking, I'm yeah. talking to high school. Sure, sure, I'm with you. I was
1: comparing my AAU high school days to the high school I was just talking about when yeah. we played Raytown South. That was my junior year. I can,
2: grade. I can tell you this. I've, I, this, and this is another thing that a coach told me one time during the recruiting process, he said, man, I could pretty much tell you who's going to be a player during two-line two line layups. He <laughs> said, all that I want to see after that is what kind of a character are they? You know what I mean? What, what type of attitude do yeah. they bring to the table? Do they bring their teammates together? Do they divide? You know what I mean? I can watch a kid in warm-ups and tell you, like, one of, one of my favorite games that I like to play uh, is uh, if I go to high school games now, I love to watch the other team warm up and try to pick their starting five. <laughs> dude, I did the same thing. And I'm, as a skills trainer, yeah, it's, like I love that. I'm like, yeah. okay, like, let's see what I know about. Like basketball. this dude, this dude's like got the funkiest jump shot in the world. No way he's seeing the, no yeah. way he's seeing the floor. You know what I mean? You mentioned
1: that because it's kind of funny. This kind, of, it's just kind of a memory for me. Is when we played that Raytown South team that I was talking about. I remember talking to my parents after the game because when they were warming up, they had us watching them. The rest were not out there. They're doing in between the legs dunks, three sixties, and we're like staring at them while we're warming up watching them. Right. I remember talking to my parents after the game, and my mom was like, I, I just wanted you guys to keep it close. I didn't think sure. we were a shot. Like, they watched them warm up, and they see sure. kind of what they're doing, they're thinking, all five of those guys would start over all five of these guys that Bolivar has. But that's where it comes to the style of play that's different. Mm-hmm. We beat them, and we our own fans were just like, we just wanted you to keep... It. My own mom, who's <laughs> she believes she's the, my number one supporter was yeah. like I just wanted you to keep it close. Let me ask you this. Okay. You know what what, I mean? Like it's different,
2: so, yeah. so let me ask you this. What were the what were the, obviously playing together, do you do you feel how much of your success was uh, on coaching? Um, a lot. And I think that it's not only
1: when people hear success on coaching, they think X's and O's. Mm-hmm. I think and what Bolivar's coach does better than anybody I've ever seen is put you in the position for yourself to be successful with the team. With relationships, number one and he knows you he spends time he's your teacher you don't get that in lots sure. of big cities this guy who's your high school coach is your history teacher or your sociology teacher and so you're around him and he knows you better than anybody in that school or you know what i mean so i put a lot on that but i think that is a question that differs no matter where you're at if you're here in bolivar i think coaching is huge if you're in chicago playing for a giant public school he gets a new coach every two years how important is coach you know what i mean like um, I think it dif- differs, but
0: and speaking from experience, you mentioned that you know coaches would come up and say that you know, we're looking forward to your group. Yeah, I never heard that. Nobody was ever looking forward <laughs> to our group, but honestly, that didn't matter. Co- I mean, day in day out, every week, we were grinding and we had a shot to win. I mean, yeah, we we had a, a winning record and you know we didn't have any flash like you talked about earlier. Um, definitely not. But, I mean, we were still competitive. We still gave it everything. And, you know, behind a good coach, you always felt like you had a shot.
1: Yeah, that's coaching. If you, if you yeah. don't have – if you're – what? My freshman year was your senior year. Our team, I thought talent-wise was up there. We could have beat anybody. And I think that that's, that comes with with coaching is to be able to compete in every game Is coaching in itself because players have bad games but for the coach to be able to do the right things to keep your team competitive because losing isn't going to attract a lot of coaches you might be a stud but you still got to win
2: do you got do you guys ever remember the first time that you made the connection that when a coach yelled at you it it wasn't a bad thing
1: my I remember it clear as day my freshman year we're playing at UCM you might remember it too I think Evan.
2: We this is high school. Course. Evan. See, this is, this is, is so crucial, dude. Like, my dad was my, er, my yeah, younger The coach. earlier you can figure that out, the more successful you will be. Right. Mm-hmm. My dad was my coach growing up until middle school. Sure. So um,
1: I didn't realize it quick. Because, you know, when your dad yells at you when you're young, you just think it's because it's your dad. He is harder on you than everyone else, which normally they are, but that's because they want you to be better than everyone else. And in my middle school, uh, we were good. I I was a lot better than lots of the teams we were playing, and, and you like everyone was, you know. And so I didn't get, I didn't get, you know. Your middle school coaches or your vice principal, like. But my freshman year of high school, we're playing at UCM. We throw it into Evan at, in the post. My guy leaves, and no one knew who I was as a freshman. Why are you guys varsity, playing
2: at UCM, by the way? Team camp. Oh. Okay. In the summer. Gotcha.
1: Um. I was what hundred? We looked at a picture of me at open gym. Probably 150 pounds. My my shorts so touched my ankles.
2: Uh, oh, so you guys... Are, okay, so that was... A, we're, we're on the, so we won't I, get on the fashion yeah. bar. I bar. Right. Right. Because, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, they didn't fit. Short. That wasn't the trend. Okay. That yeah. wasn't the
1: trend. So we thought... We thought into Evan in the post, and they leave me and go double him, because he he has been rolling down there. They didn't have anybody that could stop him. Wow. He kicks Damn. it out to me, and I catch and look at the basket and don't do anything. I, I like, kick it or freeze. Or, you know, I just... It was my first time checking in to play with these guys it was the summer, so it was, like, my first game with Varsity. I'm nervous. I'm a freshman. Um... And Hoy just lights into me, Mm -hmm. pulls me out, doesn't play me the rest of the game. And he was making a point that you shoot the ball when you're open. And as a player, you're mad because you're not playing. But what's more confident that your coach gets that mad that you don't shoot the ball? Mm -hmm. And that's when it really started to register that when a coach gets mad at you and pulls you out and does stuff like that, it's not because he's mad, it's because he wants to what's best for you.
2: Once it clicked, I loved it. And it clicked for me.
1: And, And I could go to coach after games. My junior year, we lost to Hillcrest at home. The only game we lost at home my junior or senior year. First game of the year we lost to Hillcrest at home. Overtime game. I remember catching on the wing and I was gonna rip baseline and I and I heard coach yell like do something like attack middle or something. And it had like I was gonna do this and heard him yell this. And I remember after the game, I was already home and showered, and he texted me, had me come back to the school. And we talked about it. And that's where, when you get that relationship with a coach, you as a player are going to excel, where if you just butt heads with the coach the whole time. And that was where it clicked for me. It was my freshman year. And it-
0: it's as easy as you make it, too. Right. Um, and it, <laughs> my first experience is kind of funny. It's like third or fourth grade. You mentioned the YMCA dads being the coaches. My coach for YMCA, coaches, co-coaches,
2: because you need two coaches yes. at the YMCA yes. fourth grade level. For, I mean, yeah, we, for you, seven kids. Bring the minds in. Bring the, in, <laughs> bring the board. You are going have 18 you know set plays. Yeah. Gotta, <laughs> 100%. 100% <laughs> triangle offense. Yes. Just
0: kids from church and school on the same
2: team. This is yeah, You're talking about the age where when you hit a three is like the, the greatest thing. And in it was shot from life. your knees, yes. You knees or it. you were going to one arm yeah. sling it. One or the other.
0: My two coaches were my dad and Jay Stevens. Oh, my gosh. The practices, so I just thought, like, we were shooting half-court shots and, and Hayden was leading the charge. Sure. Uh, let's,
1: wait, let's explain so that the listeners know who Jay Stevens and Hayden are in, relay, yeah, but in bo- relation both to of the,
2: both of these individuals are, yeah, these are my in-laws, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. Okay. Yes,
0: So we're shooting half-court shots uh, or just messing around, not taking it very seriously. And the first time I heard, get on the line, I thought it was a joke, and I was not small then. Like I was decently tall; I was one of the tallest, but I was pretty wide for that at eight.
2: Evan's too. one of those kids, like that you oh, see. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Evan's tell me who I. Evan's one of those kids that are like you, you. have the classic, like he's gonna grow out of it. You know, we're just kind of <laughs> hoping that, like, yeah. he's gonna thin out uh, later on in life. You know, do, I was one of those doing kids, the so doing yet. the husky section shopping. You wow. know what I mean? Wow. I'm just I was one of
1: those kids, I, you know. I but you grew lie.
2: out of it, Evan. That's why I feel like I can go there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Evan's a good-looking dude right now. I don't like <laughs> what I'm looking at. Like this dude has got at least a thirty-dollar haircut. Any going on, way, sharp outfit. Anyway, looking, looking sharp.
0: The lessons that I learned in the intermediate school gym at YMCA basketball practice were never forgotten, because I also learned that no matter who the coach is, they can tell you to go sit out in the truck. And that's what's happened. Hayden has spent multiple days <laughs> the last 20 minutes of practice out in the truck. Not no, to throw him under the bus. Is that, yeah. Conveniently <laughs> done with
2: like it. is that not the is that not the the time where you're doing the conditioning? You know what I mean? Like, we had, the, we had wow. the classic, like, whenever we would go do the conditioning, like, the kid that had to go to the bathroom. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh
1: So you're saying Hayden did it on purpose. He wanted to go to the truck. I mean, wow. honestly, I think
2: he may have been ahead of all if, of you. If people. any of you
1: listeners know Dookie Hayden... This, nice... Hold <laughs> on a second. I don't know Dookie, and this is
2: my brother-in-law. Dookie. <laughs> nicest...
1: That's what we call him when we go over there. Dookie, nicest yeah, guy... Duke, Blue what? I mean, Debatable. Very... Come on, now. You're just related to so <laughs> Uh I mean, just... Nice guy, easily spoken, easy to get along with. Uh, you wouldn't guess that this guy is making his damn on purpose so he can go sit in the AC while you
2: guys are in the was smart. 10 deceptively. Steps Oh ahead. he even had the keys? He had the keys probably, to do the AC I thing. He probably it. Did. My gosh. You guys Evan just had this light bulb moment right Man. now. Yeah. I was Evan's doing it bad. wrong. The I mean whole the dude time. was in the I about bad Apparently I was
0: so husky that I needed every second of conditioning. <laughs> you felt bad so for Hayden coming I should have, yeah. Now you're like, this Jeez, yeah, maybe it looked dumb. What a Ty, when when did you figure out that, hey, okay, maybe them screaming at me, it's not the end of the world. Man,
2: I don't know if it was a specific time or not. I mean, I like I think I had figured it out at some point in high school, but like, dude, I mean uh, like there were times where it was like dude you want to you want to fight your coach cuz they're yelling at you they're they're you're they're embarrassing you i'm dude this is how dumb i am one of the absolute like my favorite year of basketball, Wait, dude. My has anybody f- talked more down on themselves than Ty? <laughs> I'm just trying, dude. I'm painting a real picture I had right like now. 12
0: <laughs> listed out bullet points of how he's gonna make fun of him, and he's taking all of them. So. He dude,
1: a, he's taking shots over here, and we're just like, dude, you're, you just keep on going. We're good. <laughs> No, dude,
2: I'm, I'm just trying to paint a real picture, man. I mean, this. So, uh, my freshman year, honestly, was my absolute most favorite year of uh, high school basketball. My head coach uh, was—I guess we can name names. I don't know. I mean, you yeah, as long as you're not talking bad about them, go ahead and name names. One hundred percent. Corey Garrison was my freshman. Oh, was my so these guys that are sitting across the table played with Corey's uh, brothers, and so they, uh, you know, they know a a lot about a lot about these guys. But Corey was our coach. you know, a lot of the stuff we did was this is my freshman year, so like, you know, I can kinda dunk, kinda can't. It's like one of those things you're like middle line where you gotta like start at half court to get a run. And there's nothing you know more I mean?
1: important than getting a dunk down. No, there's not freshman. because <laughs> if if
2: I was able to dunk, we were able to get out of uh conditioning. Wow. We That's our such our, a our practices our practices consisted of, you know, half the first half, two line layups, and Corey would basically just see if he could still dunk. Uh, and then because <laughs> he's in it with us, oh, man, obviously. That's like a thing to do. And then literally, <laughs> that's the nasty. second half was just scrimmaging. I can remember one time we were supposed to do uh, post moves, and I remember co- <laughs> Coach Garrison was like, "All right, bigs down here, smalls on here, you know, and you're going to do big drills, and we're going to do small drills over here," and uh, we were like, Coach. Can can we do like our own drills? You know what I mean. Like we got we got our we got post moves that we like to do, and it was like, yeah, man. As long as you're not trying to go like through the legs, around the back, off the glass to yourself, like whatever, then that's fine. And uh, so that's that's the kind of level that we're talking here. I remember we dude we lost like our first five games, and I remember we went to uh we went to a, we were playing a small school a game that we we were very confident we could win. And I remember there was a certain ball that I could grip better than another. And so, for whatever reason, he's over here trying to talk to the refs about, like, trying to get this game ball switched to this ratty practice ball because there was a possibility that I could dunk.
0: Oh, my god. And,
2: dude, we win the game. And literally, we're we're in the locker room, or for whatever reason, when you're 15 years old, I don't know why, in an exciting moment, you you just want to push each other and punch each other. And <laughs> like, I'm not really sure. I've never heard anything more yeah. true in my life. But like that never goes away. But we're we're in the locker room. We're we're giddy, dude. We're we're having a good time. Coach hasn't come in yet, and all I remember is the dude kicks the door in. <laughs> And just opens his arms and goes, ah! <laughs> and so then we start punching him, and he's punching. I mean, it's just like everybody's just having a great time. I mean, that, that, we had an absolute blast. But here's where I was a little bit of a head case. And this is where, like, I start, it started to click for me, was we were losing a game. I get pulled out of the game, and I take my shoes off. And I remember he looked down at me. He's like, why are your shoes off? And I was like, I'm not going back in. And I was like, you already pulled us, and all they're doing is making us look bad. Man, what a terrible thing for me to say. Like, that's such a jerk thing for me to say. And I realize that now. And we laugh about it now. But I remember he yelled at me in the locker room after the game, and I was so, like, I had so much pride that I literally quit. I quit. I just walked up to him and I was like, dude, I'm done. Like, how dumb is that, man? Like my most, like my favorite year of high school basketball, I mean, and I quit. Couldn't take it. And yeah, it was he. He embarrassed me so much. Yeah. So I bring all that in to just say, like, dude, it is totally about wanting players to get better. It, you know, and it's like if you the earlier you can realize that when a coach yells at you, all the like if you suck at left hand layups because you can't. Your, your your left hand just looks dumb, and you you don't know how to go off your right foot and shoot with your left hand. So you so you sit there and you shoot right handed on the le- on the left hand side, dude. Just shoot left handed, go off your right foot. As dumb as you look, because that's that, that's being coachable. That's that's such a huge quality to possess. The mm-hmm. earlier you can do that, the better you're gonna have uh, as far as a basketball experience. Absolutely. I I mean that's.
1: We have talked a lot about a bunch of different things. So as listeners, you're probably just listening to a bunch of stories. But each podcast, we'd like to at least leave everybody that's listening with something. So what Ty just did, as a li- I mean, just pick up on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We, yeah, we talked, told a bunch of funny stories, made jokes, but we don't want it to be a waste of time for listeners. So at least take something, and, and that's kind of that's a big one. Work I on mean, your left hand, people. Come on, on your dude. Hand.
2: As dumb as you look, man. be coachable.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And we followed 12 rabbit holes there. So I don't even know where we left off. But at the end of the day, it all has to do being coachable all all of the above. It has to do with knowing who you are, whether you're playing high school or AAU basketball. You mentioned Bryce earlier that you can't go in with the me attitude that me attitudes not only, you know, presented right away, but it's also learned you play on an AAU team long enough and you could start to become me, me, me because everyone else on the team is like that. So that's very important. At the end of the day, we're talking about AAU. Um, We mentioned how a few NBA players talked negatively about it. We talked about the negatives, but we also talked about some positives um, and that had to do with more exposure. Um, They interviewed Gotti Lewis, a five-star recruit that just recently committed to um, Florida, the Gators. And he said, if you stay in your state, you play in your state. So if you don't get out there, you're not going to get seen more. And that that made a lot of sense to me. Um, What do you guys think, wrapping up the AAU conversation, at the end of the day, are you in favor of AAU, or would you rather lean on the side of staying in high school.
1: If you could only do one of the two? Yes. High school. Well, okay, no
0: no 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 no. Is oh, the so benefit weird. of AAU enough, you know, pros and cons outweighing the pros and cons? Okay. You're playing high school, do you also play yeah. AAU?
1: Yes. If you if your goal is to have fun playing basketball and get it, and just enjoy it while you can, High school basketball is, its not. I mean, it's what you need to do. But if you want to play at the next level, like what Scotty Lewis said, you stay in your state. You're not going to play college ball for Florida if you're only playing in California. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, to leave it short, is AAU worth it? Yes, AAU is worth it. Side note, if done the right way. I, 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 I like what Kobe Bryant said, and what, what was the other one, KG? KG. Um, because you do get a lot of clown teams out there that are doing nothing but hurting their image. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that.
2: What are, it, it, to me, it comes down to what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do with basketball? Like, if if your goal is to be seen, to go play – uh, you know, at the next level, AAU is absolutely imperative. I knew a lot of guys that were a lot better than I was, but they didn't play AAU. and uh, they either played at a at a local school or they, you know, they or they didn't play at all, and they went a lot lower than what they should have. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. This is what is so ridiculous is because I was six nine, I got offers to play at places that were way above my pay grade. You know what I mean? And so. But it was because I was out there. And at the time, yeah, my goal was to play at the next level. I mean, looking back now, I'm old enough that, you know, my my the best years of basketball for me were my high school years, you know, and, uh, and it was because of those reasons we talked about earlier. So to me, it all comes down to, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do um, if you want to play at the next level? You know, you need to be – and specifically, you need to be in – Tournaments that are exposing you to collegiate coaches Mm -hmm. uh, that are seeing you. Mm -hmm. That's, That's absolutely the most important thing.
0: Bryce, do you agree with that?
1: Yes, 100%. Before we move really quick, I do want to make a side note. As a skills trainer sitting here listening to this stuff, what you guys did in freshman practice would have driven me mad.
2: <laughs> oh, dude, it was a – you know what? It was, it was an absolute blast. But, yeah, we we didn't we didn't learn a lot, but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> dude, you, I'm I, sitting I, here,
1: I'm like, so these are the age of kids that are paying me this money. Are well, we well, – Money well spent. Are we, are we doing 360s in practice or and jack-and-half court shots? Man. Uh, no, I'm just joking. But, yeah, it is funny to see – from my standpoint, which is probably different than where you guys look at it, as a skills trainer now, um, to see how players l- view different levels of basketball and how importantly they took it or how not importantly they took it or how... And I want to ask you guys this really quick. I just need one word answers answer or something. Oh, yeah. That's going to be difficult. Do you... And I've had lots of parents ask me this over the past couple of years since I've started skills training. And I know my answer to this. Do you believe that playing on a summer team, and I'm not going to say good or bad, just summer team in general, or working on your game skills wise in the summer, which one's more important? Which one would you advise someone to do if they want to play at the highest level they can? I'm anxious. I'm anxious to hear. I think this is good, like, a, little, a little small thing we can say really quick. That like, is, you can only
0: pick one. That is yeah. not a yes or no answer or question, so no, I'm not, yes no, not going to be able to answer with know, one, one short, word. Though. But to keep it short, I would say that with the team aspect, you get practices. Okay. With the team aspect, you learn a lot more than you're learning one-on-one. As long as
1: you're in a good situation. With a good team. It, yes, okay. that
0: yeah, it could be detrimental if yeah you're on you're on the team that you know I'm gonna get mine.
1: So if you're on a get mine team, you think it would be more important to skip that and work on your skills and improving your game. And is not that-
0: only that, but also not creating bad habits. Okay. Yes.
2: Gosh, dude, Talk. that is such a tough question. And I think while Evan was answering, I think I flip flopped about four or five <laughs> times. Um, you know, I think a lot of it would for me, come down to the type of player. There are some kids that just naturally exude a lot of confidence. And so if they play against guys that are better than them, it's not going to affect the way that they play. Mm -hmm. And so they could probably benefit more from skills training and individualized training because then they can really hone in those skills. For somebody like me who struggled a lot with, like, anxiety and stress of, like, if these people are better, like, I got nervous – and I didn't play as well, I think I just needed to be exposed to more playing. Just more playing against better guys, you know, constantly. Um, Now, I did both, uh, but for the sake of the question, we can't do both. So I think if if you've got a kid who, you know, lacks confidence and, you know, has a lot of anxiety, getting him in, playing more, like understanding that, like – You know, this is not as serious as what they're making it out to be. Somehow breaking through that barrier to get them to, like, have some of that confidence uh, is better for them. But if you've got a kid who doesn't struggle with confidence, you know, he he can go out and and play just as fine, whether he's playing against an NBA guy or his, you know, kid brother, then Uh skills training, I think, would benefit him more.
0: I'm glad you gave us the short version. I don't know what the extended version of that Let is. Me,
2: if that's what you were like, literally, golly, thirty hard, seconds. Thirty seconds ago, question. Evan starts leaning into the mic like he's got this genius statement he's about to just oh, drop on everybody, like enlighten the whole crowd. That wasn't me leaning towards in. the and mic. Literally, that was me that's what you were coming asleep. up with. I was you just just thought in of this little caveat of like, oh my gosh, you know what, Bryce? Please answer. Glad your we own were question. looking for the, <laughs> glad we were looking for the 30-second 30, 30 yep, answer. Because that's
0: what I sound
1: like. <laughs> I thought I was fairly. Um, I am more of a situational one with it. So I was kind of leaning towards what you were saying where if playing games is the best practice in basketball, playing. You just got to go play sometimes. So if you're in a good scenario where you have the right people teaching you the game and how it's played and how it should be played, go play. If you're in a bad situation where you're playing with a bunch of guys and coaches who only care about – being in the biggest tournaments even though they can't win any of the games and what and then you need to work on your game um as a skills trainer obviously you want kids to work on their game but i know playing is what's important so that's where what you answered leads into ties is doing both is obviously the best you have kids now that are like oh i play AAU. i'm gone on weekends i can't do this i can't be at your skills clinic on the weekdays why because you're already doing this, you think you're a hard worker? No. Like, it's true. you wanna, everyone's playing AAU ball. Everyone's doing skills training. The guys who are good who can do more than that mm. and push. Them. And so that's just me as kind of a skills trainer sitting here where it's like, okay, if you're gonna play AAU ball and you're gonna get mad that these guys are outskilling you and better than you are constantly and you're just losing games, go work on your game. It's not going to magically get better just by playing more and more and more. You're you going you to understand the game better, but skill-wise, you're not going to get better than these mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Go work, find someone that can help you work on your game, teach you the right way, and then incorporate that into your AAU games. Because you want to win, but guess what? And If you're a high school player, those AAU games, the, I win or loss, who, no one's going to remember tomorrow if you won or lost. Sure. Especially, you know what I mean? So... Use those games to work on what you've been taught by your trainer or your high school coach skills-wise and improve. Don't, don't do one or the other if you can do both. Doing it both is a privilege. I was fortunate enough to do both. You were fortunate enough to do both. You were fortunate enough to do both. It's a privilege. With an asterisk, yes.
0: Ty's shaking his hand, he- head over there.
2: <laughs> For the record. Okay.
0: Uh, And I I completely agree. I mean, it doesn't matter if you play 100 games, if you shoot 1,000 shots, if you're shooting it the wrong way, then what are you really doing for yourself? Um, So besides the personal shots that were taken at people here recently, there's been a lot of agreement. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway... Now we're going to move on to something uh, that we may not
2: agree on. So let me much. let me let me ask one more question. Oh, of Can course, I ask you, are. you guys all asked the question. Can I ask a question? <laughs> okay. I want to. like. If, <laughs> this if, is if, our show. If we're going to kind of wrap this up, you know, I want to. I want to end on a lighter note. Yeah. Let's just talk, so here. It. Here's something I'm like. I'm curious about. What is your most ideal warm up scenario in high school? Like, what drill – are you going to go all two-line layups? Do you got, like, the little, like, defense slap the floor thing? Do you guys come out, try to do the rim touch? You know what I mean? Do you do the, like – what's the, what's the one – This was
0: the pressing question
2: that Dude, you just had you to You know ask. what? I mean, I like if it. you guys I all, like it. Because – I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought you were going to love it. I uh, thought Bryce was going to be like, well, this is not, like, the most trainer, in-depth like analysis of, like – you I know. really
0: wish that Bryce would have hated it, too. Here's okay. the
2: deal. If I did, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the drill? Well, real quick, though. What's the drill called where, where you right. toss it off the glass and then you do this repeat thing? Like the, like the thing. snake type oh, Yeah, trail. where you got to go? The and then you gally-oops. have one kid that misses it the Dude, one the time. The
0: anxiety if you miss it. Oh, my god, I, I can't do that. How many
2: kids can finish Kruger, Kruger would have anyway. been the first guy probably in that scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you and I would have been the last. Because I was fortunate enough to have a big guy on my high school team that was the anchor, so I was I was able to not. I was have a funny dance.
1: teammate though. I like to have fun, so I'd have been the guy that purposely threw you a bad pass. So it's like, oh, <laughs> oh you gotta dude, you got one hand this. <laughs> oh, how bad
0: does it look? One hundred guys like scraping for it, and then the rhythm's off. Like I'm like oh, oh, stand dude. still, nobody's <laughs> hey, moving. The
2: dude, the dude that's, It's not, it's not the second guy that gets the bad oop, because like. If, if Kruger throws like a halfway bad oop, the second guy can still kind of salvage it. It's the dude behind him yeah. that's trying that's to catch like it at it. the floor yes. and try to like throw it over his back. I'm like, <laughs> <try to> just... <laughs> and then you got the kid behind him who's like, I'm bailing on this because if I attempt this, I'm going to look absolutely dumb. I'm bailing on it. So like, let's bring it in. That's why like I like to is have fun. Of it.
1: It's because I'd be on the baseline now. I'm like, dude, look at these <sighs> idiots. So, okay. So you got so
2: you got to do your ideal warm up. Run me through. Run right, me I'll through what you're going to do. Um,
1: I like kids being able to kind of do the get, break the ice, run out, rim touches. I'm cool with that. Defensive slides. I'm cool with two minutes of two-line ball two line layups. Cool with that. I really think it's important to get as many shots up in pregame as you can. Um, and I think that has not happened. So lane line, driving kicks, really important. Post entries to then finish in. After you post entry, relocate for have a coach kick it to you, really important. Anything where you're replicating a game-like scenario. Layup lines doesn't do that. So, me driving lane line hard, kicking it to the corner to a guy drifting in the corner, catch and shoot. That's a game-like move. Rotating that over and over because that's the things you're going to be doing in the game. So, that's... I've actually looked at that a lot. Talked to a lot of coaches, a lot of skills trainers on how they think those should be attacked. And ultimately, at the end of the the conversation, we all end on this replicate game-like scenarios in your pregame. That's where we all end. So... um, I know I'm not giving you like specific drills. No, dude, and, and for as
2: as lighthearted as I wanted to take that question, Bryce gave like a very legitimate answer yeah. of like <laughs> you know <laughs> a, yeah, a like very a logical reasoning. Yeah, skills like training, I'm sitting over here attention. talking about like you know do you do the four corner passing, no. which is where you're gonna get blasted in the side of your. <laughs> hey, you know, here's the other thing I was <laughs> talking about,
1: like, I, t- I talked
2: about the how how complicated does four corner passing seem the first time you ever see it done. Impos- it looks impossible. It looks abs- It looks like you're doing some of the most ridiculously <laughs> difficult physics level warm up that you've ever seen in your life. What is it like
0: freshman year when that's? Like maybe <laughs> how many times do grade? you get
2: blasted in the side of the head during four corner <laughs>
1: passing? You yeah, know what I'm your saying? Year, it's like you're, it's so easy. You're <laughs> right. it is. Or, or or ten minutes later,
2: even yes. it's like you you'll get it. Well, it and on some degree, so like, like you, let's take it to the middle school version of that three man weave. Oh yeah, how ridiculous! Was three man weave like you would even that was almost even a bragging point like in middle school like dude do you, I can, Mine can three was man five weave man <laughs> do you even, when you implement the five man oh, weave it gets a whole nother five, five man weave I'm five man weave five man weave with the three what? on two with the three on two back you, you know what I mean and it's always the awkward like okay no so he shot it so he then shot am it am yeah. I back you got to and your coach is like why
1: didn't you get back yeah I didn't know what I was doing and man. then and then
2: you hear the infamous on the line oh god.
1: And then everyone's mad and Hayden. And, in we, the and we're at warmups. <laughs> we're at warm-ups and we've already heard on the line. <laughs> Hayden's in the AC. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, it quits.
0: No, All right, I mean, to be honest, I don't. I really—I'll tell you the ones I didn't like first, because I don't really have you know set drills in my head that I can remember that I loved. We always went out to the rim touch, and I always obviously was way higher than the rim. Of course, he loves that. So yeah, that's good to put, <laughs> put put him on display. That's the only thing I was mean? good at.
2: I was already so high. I we mean, got we got people. Out. We got people viewing. There's an audience, dude. Let's let's get out here. Some do days do some I touches. was feeling
1: it. Some days I wasn't. So if I was feeling it, I would go up and get it. On the other days I'd act like, like I'm not trying. I think Ev. Jump up, I think Ev sure. honestly sure. may
2: have a warm up. Where he, they they don't even use a basketball. It's just a, just a bunch of rim touches, <laughs> just like how high can we go up on the board? You know, maybe slap the box to start. You don't want to pace ourselves. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't even use my hands. Can I you would even hit. Touch net? I would hit my head on the net. That's what I would do. That was my go-to.
2: Oh, which is the dude, the long neck. That's the, yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> no.
1: I <ain't> long no. Do <laughs> no. like, the long
2: neck. But he's eighteen inches away from the rim. You know what oh. I mean? It's not like he's the like, not like he's the eye in the rim. He's like doing the long net to the or long neck to the net. <laughs>
0: I refuse to answer the rest of the question. I, uh, the, the drill that I hated, that's, and this is what I'm going to end with, is the one where you had to start. There were two lines, both out of bounds on both sides of the block, and you had to circle around the. Oh other yeah, line, and you were shooting layups for the. Oh yeah. M- portion of it, and then sure. you went all the way back, and you eventually got to the f- free throw line. But it's like. I don't wanna run a half circle around this guy and shoot a layup. Like let us get past that. Let's go to the basics. I wanna do both sides of two line layups, keep it simple, and then shoot free throws and I'm getting out on the three point line and jacking some. So throws. we're
1: opposite.
2: Yes. Yeah, evan's like Evan would do no ball shell drill uh, for his warm ups. I would do with shell rim touches drill. only. Oh, then, gosh. Okay, here's, here's the most devastating thing in, in warm-ups. With, with the most dev- devastating thing in warm-ups is when you are on the right side and you're getting ready to do your layup and they switch to the left right <laughs> before you touch it. How, how so. devastating. When you and got you, a double rebound, yeah, that's terrible. And you're, and you're
1: picturing what you're going to do next. Absolutely. Like you're ready to do this move, and then it's like, nope, other side. You're like, What's oh. even
0: worse is that it, it's the guy's... That's right in front of you. It's the guy right in front of you that says it. Like, he gets his. switch it. He's going to get his. Switch it. Yeah, oh, switch it. Oh. It hurts. Yeah, right, dude. It hurts.
2: Yeah, right. I was about to, like, reverse layup, probably glass slap. I don't know. I was just <laughs> thinking about it. There was a couple things going through my mind. I didn't know where I was going to take it. but now may be the first
0: one to pull up for a jumper. You know jumper. What I mean? I what am I supposed
2: to do on the left? I haven't even thought about the left. What am I supposed to do on that side? That's
0: when you gather and go right and then you get as high as you can and act like you're gonna <laughs> dump. All about
2: strategy. Oh, with yeah. Because if you look
0: dumb with your left, as you talked about earlier, that's what you're doing. Sure. That's what I'm doing. Sure. <laughs> what are you doing?
2: How many times before you how many times before do you go through the line before you pull the three up? You know what I mean? You, you go through the we're doing one layup and then Bryce Wait, is slinging. I was a shooter. You're going to Yeah, absolutely. You you're, you're going to go layup once and then you're slinging. Layup, warm up,
1: casual, break the ice, see sure. one fall. I'm going to tell you and the I'm one. Jacking. I'm
2: going to tell you the flashy one that I love. This is my Evans, you know, rim touch. The the flashy one that I love. Why is that a side? I'm trying go to ahead. I'm trying to put myself on your same level. Come on, I'm give, give you some ammo to okay, make fun of is me. This your question. Struggling I hope, all, hope your answer is great because I'm sure you thought entire about this time, the whole time you've been struggling. So I'm trying to give you some stuff help you out. Oh my God. But basically, uh, I loved the uh, and I'll say quote unquote dunk, but the one where you got up high enough where you could dunk it, but you just basically let it go over the rim. That that was my favorite little thing to do, you know. And you could like do little variations on it, like come on the right side, maybe swing it over to the left, and then drop it in, you know, just to let people know you could do it if you wanted to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you didn't. That 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 was mine. That was mine.
1: That was your fancy. My that,
2: fancy. That's your was, answer.
1: I really, I didn't like I said, I didn't play, I didn't do anything fancy, but. My, like, all right, I'm going to see how my finishes around the room feel was coming in with a full-speed, like, a right-foot, right left-hand, rondo-type layup. Uh, sure. Trying to get a feel. Yeah, okay.
2: That's a flashy move. Yeah. yeah, that looks good. Um,
0: More importantly than the drill, what song are you
1: coming out to?
2: Oh my gosh! That my was your... days was 300 violin orchestra. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, man, oh, yeah. get the instrumental in there. We well, don't need no that? words. Was like, that was like what everyone it, came. We don't need any words. Yeah. Was, we don't no. need any words. And everyone, yes. you, you get
1: the lines, start bobbing their head oh, a little bit. Yeah. everyone starts Absolutely, looking at yep. each other. And yep. Yep. Dude, how They're, much of a joke is it looking back on that where you're just like, dude, what was I doing? <laughs> Not a joke at all. It was dead serious, man. You are full of as
2: it. As serious as you are about like how you're, you know, putting all this warm-up stuff together, this is how serious I am on your playlist as far as what music you're Well, is to. important,
1: but I'm saying you <laughs> sit there and you're like, dude, how awesome was I that I just made a rondole. Like I teach that to third graders now. <laughs> it's oh, like, man. What? oh man. Shoot. <laughs>
0: all right, Ev, what's your song? Oh man. I will tell you, my our song in seventh and eighth grade was "My Life Be Like <laughs> <laughs> Ooh Ah."
2: Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, ah, no, that's a one hit. That's it? Skillet, I think. Skillet, isn't it? Skillet. Oh, I think. I think it is. I think you're right. uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think we're coming out, so we're gonna do. Uh, we're. T- this is what was so weird about our crew is like we came out to some of the, the weirdest freaking songs, man. Okay. Like, we had the. The wanna be a shot collar, Twenty-inch blades on the Impala. Man. We had the uh, "Welcome Back" by Mace, which was "Welcome back, welcome back, welcome yeah, don't back." Know that. Yeah, I mean we're, th- we're th- we got some throwbacks here. Yeah. <laughs> some definite a- throwbacks. W-
1: I don't even know that what's happening. We are we are singing. No, dude, this
2: is where I wanted to go the whole time. I'm loving this. We like, are we singing there. on a podcast yeah. right now. Never happened, and listen, it will never happen listen. again.
1: We got, <laughs> we got tornadoes Quote unquote rolling singing. in. <laughs> I hear thunder. I'm getting things on my watch. Okay, yeah, Let's sure, get this yeah. thing That's to. Fine. Fine. We move Let's on. Get this yeah. Thing well, to and it. I
0: think it's time to wrap it up. So first of all, Ty, thanks for coming in and sharing your mediocre <laughs> career for Can AU. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm yeah. so glad that this episode is You over. know what?
2: Here's something fake for you. I really enjoyed my time here, and thank oh. you guys for having me on. Uh, how about that? Did I stutter during that one? Okay. And no. he In all seriousness, I loved it, man. Hey, in all seriousness, I, I really did love it. I enjoyed it. I loved the topics that we talked about. A lot of good stuff, man. I love what you guys are doing, and I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Well, we sure do appreciate those kind words. Um, everybody listening to this, let us know. Uh, Let us know your experiences with AAU. Let us know in the comments, calls, texts, whatever. We love it. Um, Tell us what differs compared to the stories that we talked about. Um, And we will see you all next time.
1: See ya.